0: From the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac, coming out of Brooklyn, a one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook, try to beat him if you can, and survive if he lets you. you Human suplex, and he coming for you too. Better watch out, the guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question I'll inform you about, like... You're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. All right, all right, yo!
1: Oh, yep. It's a Monday. It's a Monday, a Monday edition of the Taz Show, coming at you full throttle. And uh, you know what, there's a lot to discuss in this show, it's going to be a fun show, it's going to be an informative show, it's going to be two hours of hilarity, maybe not that, two hours of massive insight, probably not that. Uh, it'll be two hours of something. I don't really know what it is, but it'll be two hours. And, uh, yeah, so uh, we're done. That's a lot to discuss. I'm busting chops. It's, uh, we're on Survivor Series week here at the end of the week on Sunday. It's Survivor Series. That's a big deal for wrestling fans, obviously. we got a lot of football stuff to talk about. I want to give you some, uh, some uh, rundown gimmick rundown gimmick Fernum on the, uh, some of the NCAA college football upsets. Talk a little NFL. Obviously, some uh, wrestling stuff, meaning everything that happened uh, and my perspective on uh, the unfortunate situation with Joey Styles at Evolve 72 this past Saturday. And also the big announcement that I uh, dropped on you guys on Friday. So we're going to do all that in this episode here. Also, if you'd like to call the show and interact with yours it's true. It's very simple it's a very simple process you guys know it's easy attention hotline fans all got do, do all you got to do is repeat that all you got to do is uh, basically dial eight six six four seven five two nine four eight that's an eight six six four seven five two nine four eight so it's uh, really that easy so if you want to talk about any of that stuff we can do that and uh, it should be uh, all good um we have uh, big Rob the Viking in the house producing the show now, Rob, I know that you were just in uh, D.C. watching your uh, Vikings play the Redskins. And, I was. Uh, How was your trip? It was, it was good. It was good. Yeah, okay. it was good. It took you a long time to get down there, or how'd all that go? Uh No, it took me about four hours to get
2: down there. It took oh. me about six to get home. you take a train all the way? No, I drove.
1: What the hell <laughs> are you <laughs> talking about? you crazy guy, you. Come on. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, so uh, it was tough for you guys. You guys got a loss. We'll get into that in a little bit. I'll talk mm-hmm. about that in a second here. Uh, But let me just jump right in, because there's a lot of wrestling things I want to talk about. I hit on some of them, But before I do all of that, I also want to announce that in the indies is in this episode. And very special guest in this rotation is the great Deanna Perrazzo. Yes, in the indies in this episode. And Deanna coming off of an injury uh, to her, her face, which we will discuss. And we'll have Deanna here via Skype. And I appreciate her. Coming on, showing her heart and toughness, uh, even though she's banged up and stuff like that. And this is what happens to wrestlers, no matter if it's male or female. It's a physical, physical business. No matter if you're in WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, independency, no matter where you are. When two men or two women get in there and compete, it's a show. It's entertainment. No doubt about it. The finish is predetermined. We know all that. But what's not pre- predetermined is the physicality that the business brings. And that's exactly what you know happened here with Deanna. And we'll, we'll let her tell her story uh, when she comes in on Indy Indies uh, later on in this episode. We'll probably be on Facebook Live while Deanna's on in Fourth Quarter City. So uh, with that, let me get into some news here, some football chatter, if we can. Uh, we'll get rolling with that right now. So uh, obviously, number one, Alabama. They go in and have at it against Mississippi State and good gosh just as most would thought this was a beating Alabama throttles Mississippi State the Bulldogs went down hard 51-3 then we saw the Pitt Panthers huh crazy deal here against number 2 Clemson talk about upsets Oof. 43-42 to quarterback from Pittsburgh Nathan Peterman 22-37, 308 yards Five touchdowns. Holy crap. I did not see this particular game. Clemson quarterback, the very hyped Deshaun Watson. 52 of 70. Holy passing machine. 580 yards. Three touchdowns. Three interceptions. That's a new ACC record for passing yards in a game. It's insane. Almost almost 600 yards. Passing. Run the ball. Maybe he would have won the frigging game. Oh... Yeah, that's a big upset there. Uh, speaking of upsets, I kind of called this one in my household to my son. Had a little argument with him. Michigan played Iowa. Ah, I love my Hawkeyes. You guys know that, right? Number three, Michigan, who they got, the, the you know, the great Peppers. He's playing offense, defense. He's kicking the ball. He's coaching the defense. He's, he's running on. He's coaching the offense. He's running concessions. He's doing everything. <laughs> Jabrell Peppers, if that is his real name, the pride of Jersey. Listen, they lost the game. They went to Kinnick Stadium there in, in Iowa, Kinetic, how do you say it? Kinnick. Kinnick! 14 to 13, Iowa wins the game. I told my kid before the game, he's running around the house, then he leaves the house, gets in his truck, he's going somewhere, I don't know where he's going. He says, listen, what are you going to bother watching that game for, Pop? Iowa's going down hard. I go, no, not so fast, old boy. That's, I don't know if they. Look, I don't think. I, I said, I don't think that Iowa is going to just walk away and get an upset victory, but it's going to be a close game. And I think Michigan might be in trouble here against Iowa. There's a slight rivalry there. There's always been uh, little issues with these two programs. Not as big as, obviously, Michigan and Ohio State. I'm not going that route. Or Iowa, Iowa State, whatever. But, hey, Iowa gets the big upset on. Captain Harbaugh, the pants monster, the Jim Harbaugh, 14 to 13. Massive upset. Massive. Seriously. Then there's another upset. How about USC? They upset Washington, the Huskies. 26 to 13. Number 20. They were ranked number 20, USC. And now uh, Washington was ranked number 4. I haven't seen the latest rankings, I mean, It's the first time numbers 2,
2: 3, and 4 all lost in the same weekend. It's crazy. Since 1985.
1: Upstep City. That's great. Stats man. Do you have a new consensus?
2: So, uh, uh, Ohio State top has one. moved up to number 2. They're going to come out with the... Forget about those AP Top 25. You know at this time of the year it's those of course. college football playoff rankings. We know that. And those will come out obviously, obviously. tomorrow night.
1: Right. Look... Here's the thing.
2: You got to figure Ohio State's going to go to number two after.
1: Yeah, Michigan's going to drop a little bit here. As you get to the next. But game. here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, the top five changed big time here. But here's the thing. We don't know the top five yet. No, we don't. Yeah. So here's the thing though. Okay, the USC their defense. I watched some of this game. Holy cow! They were flying around the field like a son of a gun. They were all over the place. They looked awesome. Speaking of Ohio State, okay, they just beat the daylights out of Maryland, sixty-two to three. Over there at the University of Maryland in College Park at Bird Stadium. So Ohio State on the road, crushes Maryland, whose Maryland's wearing all red. They're wearing all red uniforms. Crazy. Like a bunch of crazy guys out there. Nutty. And then the game that everybody here in the task show was talking about, everybody was talking about nonstop over here. Will you stop? And I'll tell you what it was, man Nebraska. My Huskers defeated Robbie the Vikings. I'm a model University of Minnesota the Gophers Golden Golfers, the Golden Gophers mm-hmm. twenty four to seventeen. So we had a little wager on this game where if I was giving Tommy uh, Tommy. I was giving Robbie 10 points. Obviously for my coverage, Nebraska didn't cover. so that means I have to bring in the catering on Friday the Donuts. Correct? That is correct. So nothing's changed. No right. So I just keep spending money on the crew.
2: The more things change, the more they stay the same.
1: No one cares. So anyway, Tommy Armstrong Jr., the quarterback of Nebraska, my man, with 19 to 27, 217 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Plus he had nine carries. Runs the ball like the dickens. 61 yards. He ran for listen. But Tommy got hurt not once but twice in this game. He got hurt the previous week bad. This game he got hurt his hurt his ankle on like a quarterback sneak or something like that. Somebody of a big lineman and rolled on his ankle. Imagine a Nebraska offensive lineman rolling on you. Most guys are like, they're just like buffaloes. They're huge. They got tree trunks for legs. So they got giant men, like yeah. 6'6, 370 pounders. He's falling on little Tommy's ankle. <laughs> Ow! So, uh, then he got hurt his hamstring later on in the game, Tommy Armstrong. He's just grabbing his hammy, Hammy Jones. Like, what is going on? This guy's like hurt non-stop. But he's tough as hell. He's battle-tested Jones. Why am I screaming right now? I got a new headset on. I would have sworn on Friday. I don't know if I like it. A lot of technical problems on the show. Most of it stems from me. <laughs> Why is the NFL music playing while I'm talking about college football? Does anybody know the answer to that? No music. But it's a natural segue to uh, fake football Jones. Oh yeah, the uh, fantasy football uh, you know gimmick league here on the Taz Show. A lot of you guys like to follow from afar. None of you guys are involved with it. You're not allowed. You're banned. So yeah, I'm losing right now, and I'm not happy. To uh, crying Brian, and you guys know I do not like crying Brian. I used to like him, but he's a Benedict Donald. He's a snake in the grass. I know he's out to get me. I'll never forget what he said to me, I'll need that studio at 10 a.m. the whole week, so make sure you're out of there. Okay, Brian. Oh, Brian, by the way, uh, I just found this on the floor for you. It says, kiss my ass. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Need that studio for one of your C shows and your D shows, Jobber and... It's the Jobber and Job Boy show. Bastards. They don't respect me. That's the problem. Nope. They don't. They don't know what I bring? Nope. They think they know. They don't know. Yep. Oh, we'll to get me. Well, Crying Brian, he's beat me pretty good right now in the fantasy football. 99-75. I got a guy going tonight, and so does he. I think he's got Jeremy Hill going tonight. And I got, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank. Let me take a look here. Hang on a second. I got the, uh, what's his name for the Bengals? I'm drawing a blank to wide receiver. A.J. Green. Thank you. A.J. Green going tonight for me. So uh, yeah, I'm a little concerned. I don't I, I know. I, I, I'm losing by a good amount here. I'm in second place, which is ridiculous in the East. The Otto von Pick smart. That's handsome, Johnny. That just auto picks. When he does the draft? It's a shame. It's a crying shame. But on the West side, Cry Brian's in first place. KFJ's in second place. And uh, Video Brian's in last place. And on my side, the east side, like I said, Handsome John is in first. I'm in second. And the captain is in third place. So we shall uh, see how this uh, unfolds tonight. I don't really know if anybody cares about it, but I like talking about it. Because it's everything to me. I want to win. And I wanted to beat. I really wanted to beat. (sighs) Crying Brian. Gets me so mad. I just want to win, man. You know what I mean? Of course. I never get paid to lose. I a It's very frustrating for me. It's very hard. Very difficult for me to lose. I have a massive problem with that. <laughs> anyway, uh, now we uh, have some quicks. My NFL chatter here for you. Okay, so uh, the last night's game was awesome. I fell asleep at the tail end. I'm so angry. Because I heard the Brady effed up. I heard he effed up. It's okay, amigo. I heard he effed up. The Seahawks win the game 31-24. to Yes! Aha! Don't quote Taz, be a professional. Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson, 25-37, 348 yards, three touchdowns. Hey, Pats, Patriots, where's your defense? What are you doing? Play some defense, for God's sakes. Running back from the Patriots, the very rugged and tough, LeGlaric, blunt. 21 carries, 69 yards, three touchdowns. I had him on my fancy team, Blunt, a while back, and I traded him. That would be a bad move. And then the uh, tight end, Martellus Bennett, came in for the Patriots. He, he got, got some more reps, I should say, because the Gronk got drilled by, uh, oh, man, which is not not my man Cam, Chancellor, the D-back from the Seahawks. Uh, he's been around forever. Earl Thomas? Earl Thomas. Holy, nailed him. Drilled the Gronk. What a shot. See this game? Yes. Yes. What a hit, bro. That, de- that defense straight up for the Seahawks is phenomenal. That secondary is awesome. Not a fan of the Sherman. I think he's overrated. But guys, that girl Ter- Thomas and, of course, my homeboy, Cam Chancellor. Phenomenal. Patriot- Underrated. The Patriots
2: had first and goal inside the three. I know. Brady. Un- under a minute to go. Come under- on, Thomas.
1: Brady. He tried to d- dive in, he <laughs> fumbled. <laughs> don't gloat i shouldn't gloat that's not right no no No, i don't want to do that because i got a lot of people of patriot fans and i get upset with them i don't want to be a hypocritical jones i don't want to i get upset with them when they win or my bills lose and they take shots and they beat upon my head with jokes about my teams and i say hey don't be a sore winner well everybody knows the seahawks is my nfc team but you guess what except for last week oh that's true Last week they were Last week was a different story I might have a new NFC team I'll get to that in a second Oh yeah yeah. I'm I'm bandwagon Jones I don't play around That's fair The Chiefs get a big victory Over the Panthers 20-17 I did not see that game I caught a little bit Of the Eagles And the Falcons Eagles win the game 24-15 Running back Ryan Matthews Of Philadelphia 19 carries 109 yards 2 touchdowns Listen I saw one of those touchdowns It was awesome it looked like kind of an old-school type sweep where they pulled either two guards or a guard and a tackle. Both these guys make beautiful kick-out blocks. to spring, uh, you know, Matthews into the end zone It was probably like a 10 or 12-yard run, whatever the heck it was. They were in the red zone. Yeah, try so I cover football like a friggin' analyst. I'm a pro out here. Uh, I'm like Merrill Hodge, but different. So, um... That's <laughs> good. Not bad, right? No. <laughs> I'm the clear blue. <laughs> That's good. like Merrill Hodge, but different. So, you know, anyway, I- so, 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 he's so, got the tie, same but different. Same but different. You ever see this guy with the tie? Yeah, not-il-up? it does. Yeah, it looks like he's choked out. Yeah, not not enough Jones. Yeah, so listen, listen. He, the, 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 the Eagles, they, they, they great offensive line play, great blocking. And then I, I tweeted about this. I was a little upset with Ryan Matthews because there he is celebrating after his awesome touchdown he had and never gives any love to the offensive lineman. He's not the only cat who does this. You see this non-stop in the NFL where his receivers or tight ends or somebody, a quarterback. I don't want to stereotype them all, but they'll make, they get these great running touchdowns or something like that. And they're celebrating with their back to their team because they got to placate to the audience. Look at me, me, me! I've talked about this That's my style here on the show. It's all about me. That's how these guys are. I'm joking when I do it. They're not joking. No, they are not. Egocentric Jones. Are you ribbing me or what? Turn your ass around. Shake the hand of those big son of a bitches that piled over uh, defensive players to spring you into the end zone. Say thank you a long way. Don't wait till you're on the bench later on. Don't do don't do the concession line city. When all the big you know monster alignment are sitting there drinking water and they can't breathe. And they're happy to they just score the touchdown. And now you see the the running backs or the wide receivers they go over to them then. Thank you bro thank you. You'll see that once in a while. No 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 all the cameras are on the touchdown. When a touchdown happens that's when you gotta give love to those old linemen. Let everybody see it. Thank those guys, high five them, kick them in the balls, do something. Have some fun for God's sakes. All right, you want to throw a football to some kid in the crowd, go ahead. You want to take your shoes off and throw them in the audience? Go ahead, I don't care what you do. (laughs) Take your mouthpiece, chuck it at the ref, have fun. Have had it. But thank the lineman. As a former lineman, I'm telling you, it goes a long way. Show some love to the lineman. Stop being a douche. I digress. So the Redskins Vikings, we talked about this. Uh, Big Rob the Viking was at the game. Redskins win 26-20. Stephon Diggs played really good. I shouldn't have benched him. That's where I was going. I that. know. 13 receptions, 164 yards. Kirk Cousins, quarterback of the Redskins. 22-33, 262 yards, two TT, two TDs, no interceptions. So I was, again, people going nuts. Do you have any problems? What happened? No, I didn't, I didn't have many
2: problems, actually. I sat so far up that even though it was the nosebleeds, there wasn't a lot of people up there. So, And I was with a lot of people associated with the team, so there wasn't a lot of back and forth and didn't oh, want wait, to wait, get to it. You
1: just, uh, you just imply that you have juice with the Vikings. 100%.
2: Oh, God, come, come on. I was dining with the team okay, the night yeah. before. Well, listen,
1: listen, listen. I want to discuss this briefly with you. You were dining with who? With a couple of people associated with the team. With the Minnesota Vikings? Yeah. Let me get this straight. You're telling me that you are friends with people that are in corporate of Minnesota Vikings? Yeah, sure. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. You know why I don't believe you? Because you said the key word, nosebleed. If you had juice, you wouldn't be sitting in an
2: Well, in FedEx Field, which seats about, I don't know, 70,000 people. Yeah, it's big. Uh, they put the, for some reason, they put the Vikings family and friends section way up top. Oh, so I was sitting on like the 20 yard line.
1: Okay. I'm very
2: good friends with the play by play guy for the Vikings. Oh, really? Yeah. What's
1: his name? Paul Allen. Oh. Okay. Paul Allen. Who do you have a beat? Yeah, you never beat nobody. Listen, bro, you, you, you're friends with the play-by-play guy. He was he working or was he he was working? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So he got you tickets. That's what you're saying.
2: Well, no, well, not him. No, the head of PR got me tickets. But why
1: are you gonna act like a big leaguer out here? You, oh yeah, yeah. I'm friends with many of the people in the car in the office there the Vikings and uh, on,
2: bro. That <laughs> doesn't
1: change the fact they stunk. I think they stink. But you're sitting in those nosebleeds. I don't want to get off of this. Don't change the subject. Yeah, yeah. I said you're acting like you're a good. big league with the Vikings. That you're corporate Jones. You're, I, was, yeah. I was on the field before the game. Is that? Does that uh, help? Do you have photos? Yeah, sure. Oh, you do. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should tweet them. You should tweet them because that that galvanizes the facts, and or send them maybe to uh, to video, Brian. He'll put them on the show. Okay. Are you okay with that? Sure. You, you'll sign a release. No problem. No problem. <laughs> What are you doing on the field? you running around, running the muck. What were No, the... you wear
2: you you wear a pass that says uh, media on it. Okay, or, or me, excuse guests. Me, excuse me, sir. And you, sir.
1: sir, you just stand there and watch. Sir, I, it, I'm, I'm saying, sir, War that monster. means that means I'm not talking. Stop it! Yes. Look, you know what this means? See that? That's not Wolf Pack from NWL. It's not too sweet. That's not too sweet. That's Quiet Fox. You know what Quiet Fox means? Mouth shut, ears open. Quiet Fox. That's what has to happen here. Right now, it is. The T-Channels is done here. There's gifts and jives as the captain, God rest his soul, would call this. There's guys being made. Fans right now are doing the Quiet Fox and all the guys in that are part of the Taz Too Sweet gimmick. They're going crazy right now. That no, doesn't mean shut down Jones. You don't have to just close your, you know, close your tent. Okay. Fold your tent. You could be a man about it. Fair enough. I don't know why I'm mad at you right now, but I'm mad. Oh, I know why I'm mad at you. Because you're implying to me that I have never been... On a field during an NFL game. Oh, well, that's the implication. That is not what I implied. I, you had a pass that said media, correct? I uh, no, it actually said guest on that. It, said, no, play, I it said, said player guest. I used to go to Jet Games, and I used to have something called a bench pass. Ooh, oh, you ooh, know what that means? Yeah. <laughs> that means I stay on the sideline for the whole game. That's called being over like Rover.
2: Okay. You yes. and Herman Edwards got it.
1: Uh, he was coaching. The Herm.
2: That was just a lucky guess.
1: I used to shop at the same Nordstroms as him in Roosevelt Field. Yes, he still has a 516 area code. That's yeah. his phone number. I used to shop there and uh yeah, I'm I'm am I'm, I'm a man of people. Shopping at Nordstroms. Will <laughs> you stop? So uh <laughs> Did you stop at the boot court? <laughs> I did. So so listen, listen, I'm telling you right now, I had bench pass Jones. I would I would dude I, I I had a wet one time I wore I would. Uh, I was wearing, like, a Nike pullover or something like that. Uh-huh. And this is before the NFL was involved with Nike. They were, had the big Reebok contract. Right. And the equipment guy that comes over to me hands me, before the game, like, gear. Like, you know, not equipment, like sweats and, like, a hoodie or something. All jet stuff. Like, what is this? Because, dude, you're, you're, you're wearing a Nike. You can't wear Nike. Right. You got to wear ri- Reebok stuff. Like, oh. And so then they, they hooked me up with all that stuff. So every time I would go, I'd wear, like, Under Armour, Puma, anything, but so I get free gear. Yeah, I'm a wrestler. That's, That's a what we smart do. way to do yeah, it. you try and get over. That's what wrestlers do. We try and get over. So I know a little bit about about being on the field, son. Okay, a, lo- a little bit. Okay, a little bit.
2: I would expect you would.
1: Yeah, but, but I don't understand what you were doing. Why would they allow you on the field? Well, you know, I
2: got to see the guys before the game. Pump oh, you do. Up.
1: <laughs> You're gonna pump them up. Absolutely. You do not know one player on that team. That's you, not true either. You have not communicated. You're telling me you've communicated verbally with a player on the Minnesota Vikings. I know several players in the NFL. I'm I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying I don't think that you've talked to anybody in the Vikings. Ever. I don't know how I can prove that. Tell me. I'll believe you. You want to look at my Rolodex? No one cares. Uh, I don't know who has a Rolodex unless it's 1979 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think people keep their stuff in their phone for our younger audience. A Rolodex I was meant... a paper with cards. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with phone numbers on them. Rolodex yeah. Jones. Yeah, exactly. Like Rolodex. What is that? <laughs> so you're telling me in your phone you have uh, phone numbers of players from Correct. Bre- yes. Really? I have Favre's number. The Brett Favre? Yeah. Really? Yes. I don't know him but Well, I have a you're the producer interim producer of the show for the next couple of weeks. Maybe you can get the Brett Favre on the show. Uh, oh, maybe, maybe? Maybe. Maybe.
2: Listen, there's a lot of and you know this Which is,
1: NFL guy are you closest with? <sighs> Hold on, take your time. I'm just trying to figure this out. Oh, it's tough. It's tough. There's a lot of guys that you're close. Dude, getting to know you the probably I probably, don't know if you're close to anybody to be honest. with you. Probably. I know this is like uh, and this is actually on
2: your NFC team. Probably Tyler Lockett. Oh, Tyler Lockett.
1: Yeah, okay.
2: or or uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, the, the quarterback. You know the Jimmy from the Patriots. I do, and the reason why I know these players is when I was working for a sports radio station in Atlanta, I used to cover something called the Senior Bowl down in Mobile, of Alabama. Of course, I know
1: what the Senior Bowl is. A college, yeah, of course, so. it's like the East West Shrine Game, but different. Bingo. Yeah. Okay, please stop.
2: So I, I got to meet all those guys as they were entering the NFL, and they stayed friends with you. As well, I don't know about friends, but we established relationships, texting and stuff,
1: and Big Lee it, Jones. I don't know about big league, but I mean those guys aren't exactly, you know, superstars. But oh, so now you're knocking them. So these are guys <laughs> that are in the NFL, and now you just you emasculated them. You said they're not big stars. That's what you kind of just I, implied. I,
2: I pray that they're listening to the shows. That way they can text me well, and let me know. Uh, Jimmy
1: Garoppolo is a pretty big name, in my opinion. He was doing great. Stepped in for the Brady. He was. He's a good dude from I'm s- sure he is South Side of Chicago. Can you get Jimmy Garoppolo on the show? I'm a big Patriots supporter. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> yeah, show sure, right after Belichick. <laughs> Uh, the other game I did not talk about and I want to talk about real quick with the NFL is uh, the Cowboys steal the game. Arguably the best football game in the NFL game I've seen in years. Yo, I'm telling you right now, this game was awesome. Cowboys won 35 to 30. It was in Pittsburgh. And what a game it really was. Uh, and my new NFC team might be the Cowboys now. I've been uh, a little bit. I'm still with the Hawks, but Whoa. I love the Cowboys. Since I'm a kid, I liked him. I liked the Randy White, Thomas Hollywood Henderson back in the day, the manster Randy White. You know him. Yes. Of course. Uh, you know, I, all the guys. set back in the day, Robert Newhouse, number 44. I know all the old school cowboys. Yeah, Danny White was a punter that became an NFL uh, quarterback. Please, after Roger Starbuck. Please, you want to talk football with me? I'm a pro. I'm an expert at this. What, are you kidding me? <laughs> Taz, you talk a lot of wrestling. Do you know football? Yeah. This is what I have the CBS exec say. I know football. I know football betting, these other jobbers that you have talking about it. Because I talk about it in the real. In the real up in here, as the kids are saying. I'm talking urban street for you. I digress. So, uh, Rothelsberger from the Steelers went 37 to 46. He threw for 408 yards, three touchdowns. And my man, my starting quarterback, Dak Prescott, didn't get me a ton of yards in my fantasy football, but he played really well. He was 22 or 32, 319 yards, two touchdowns. But how about Zeke Elliott from the Cowboys, the running back, prior to the Buckeyes? 21 carries, 114 yards, two touchdowns. Had the game winner on that lead. Uh, no, it was probably just a dive up the middle that just worked. I think they caught the, the Steelers in a blitz situation. And it was just great blocking by arguably the best offensive line in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know if it's arguably they yeah, are. I'm <laughs> telling you, they're legit. So, uh, so that game had
2: seven lead changes, Taz. Think about that.
1: I know. I dude, I watched the whole game. It was <laughs> awesome. Insane. It really was awesome. I mean, uh, uh, it really was awesome, awesome, awesome. I loved it. Loved the game very much. Uh, hey, uh, Jaron in Nebraska, you're on the Taz show. Hey, how's it going, Taz? What's up, buddy? Well, I just had a quick question for you. I almost forgot, Skull Robbie. Yo, Skull! <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Yeah, I went to the, I went to the Lions game last week and I, I cursed them and they lost. And you went to the Redskins game and you cursed them and they lost. <laughs> so they, we should just stay away. Yeah, they haven't uh, won.
2: They haven't won since September, which is really bad.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah, five and zero, and then zero and four. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's yeah, up? Man? A quick question for you. Yeah. So. What do you think the NFC playoff record is going to look like? Outside of Dallas and Seattle, it really just seems like everyone else is just on the same level at this point. Well, look, you uh, talked about the NFC. Like I believe you guys and the Vikings here are both sitting at five and four, right? The pa- the Packers, forget about it. They got nothing going on. The Bears are two and seven at the moment, so they're not. They're three and seven no, Two and seven, so they're not sitting anywhere. I think you got to be careful. Look, I definitely think the Cowboys are going to take the NFC East. Uh, even though uh, they're kind of just running the table, I'm looking at it right now that eight and one, dude. I mean, it's insane. Uh, I, I would have to go in the NFC North. I think you got you're you're a Lions fan, right? Yeah, I'm, a fan. I'm sorry, I think you said Lions. My, my mistake. I think you and Robbie got a good shot, but I, I got to tell you, the the, the Lions are legit, but I got a feeling the Vikings will make a comeback here. Well, I
2: do. Well, here's the thing. The Lions, the last game of the year, have to go to the Cowboys, and if it means something for Dallas, that may mean problems for Detroit, but if Dallas has everything locked up by then, maybe
1: they rest Prescott and Elliott yeah, and stuff. maybe. And also, you got, you know, in the NFC South, the Falcons are sitting in first place. Uh, and how about the Panthers? They were in last place. They, wow. three they blew a 17-3 lead yesterday. Damn, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, but I got to tell you, I, look, I predicted the beginning of the year, Jared. I don't know if you remembered. I thought the Arizona Cardinals were going to take the NFC. I, I think I flat out said that. They're sitting right behind the Seahawks right now in second place at 4-4. Four and four. I don't think they're going to do nothing. I think it's the teams that looks like it's going to be. I think it's going to be Cowboys. It's going to be Hawks. I, I think the Vikings got a shot, but obviously the Lions, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, and they play Thanksgiving, Taz,
2: 1230. Vikings yes, at Yes, and I Lions. will
1: watch that, eating turkey. Jaron, thank you for calling, buddy. I appreciate it. Go Huskers. Oh, yeah. Go Huskers. You're damn right. Wow, Ah-ha. so he went from pro-Viking to pro-Huskers right there. Well, he's wow. from Nebraska. Yeah. All right, so uh, going to break. Other side of break, I'm going to talk to you guys about uh, thoughts, opinions, viewpoint on everything. Uh, on the uh, whole situation with Evolve uh, at Evolve 72 with Joey Styles and everything that if you don't know about it, I'll smart you guys up to it. We'll do that on the other side of the break. Sit tight on the Taz Show.
3: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment and more. Play it at play.it.
1: All righty, yeah. So uh, back here, Monday edition of the Taz Show. So, uh, Going to get talking here in a second about the whole situation with Joey Styles and Evolve Wrestling for this past um, Saturday at Evolve, 72, the situation that went down where Joey uh, no longer working there was released or fired, whatever we want to put it, by Gabe Spalski of Evolve. I'll get into that in a second. But in some positive news, so I went on the uh, Tiki and Tierney last second jones on friday on the great cbs sports radio and uh my friends tiki and tierney you know and you know talked about uh some stuff they had some questions about so they were they were having a discussion about you know wrestlers that are big names from back in the day obviously hulk hogan rick flair and like household names they were discussing well some guys or some people were agreeing, some were disagreeing that Roddy Piper should be on that list or not. So they wanted to get my take on it, and I took the opportunity to obviously break some news on there about the Taz show. So, and you know, by the way, before I talk about that news, you understand, uh, Vicky, Rob, that I'm good friends uh, with Tiki and Tierney. Tiki's my man. You know yes. that, right? Yes. Right. right. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you know that. That's great. So, yeah, so I go on there to Tiki and Tierney. Talk a little bit about stuff with uh, Piper and Hulk and all that stuff. Hey, you know, and then, uh, like, what the hell? Let me break some news on this son bitch here. Hey, you know, Taz,
2: by the
1: way. Let me just break some news on it. So I talk about it, man. This Sunday coming up, meaning next Sunday, November 20th, right after Survivor Series. Yours truly will do another, yes, another three-hour special on CBS Sports Radio and a ton of affiliates at WFAN there mm-hmm. New York. Three-hour Jones Survivor Series post-show instant react show. You're damn right. Fired up about it. Excited about it. Yeah, it's a big deal. Big deal. We did one for the WrestleMania. We did one for there it is. Those watching the video, you see the graphic right there. Brian's been sitting on this graphic since Friday. He's finally (laughs) got it up. (laughs) Unbelievable. Instant. (laughs) He wants to kill him right now. (laughs) Instant react show. National radio kids. Three hours. November 20th, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, live on CBS Sports Radio and a bunch of affiliates. Now, it'll probably be uh, a lot of the same affiliates nationally that I was on with the SummerSlam and the WrestleMania special. Uh, Rob, you work closely down there on the network. Um, is it usually the same affiliates? Or?
2: Yes, I believe uh, it'll be in a bunch of big markets. I know QAM in Miami. I know uh, WFN in New York, eight five, the Sports Hub in Boston. Right, right,
1: right. right. Um, yeah. The so. Dallas. They love being the Dallas over there. The, the yeah, Dallas, uh, the Dallas. big fans also. of mine over there. So, yeah, uh, we'll have that list uh, during the week. We'll get you that. And there are no guests announced yet uh, working on some different items uh, on the guest situation. I, down, down. I'm, I'm contemplating. What do I do with the Mike Johnson? He's begging me to be on the show, <laughs> begging the PW Insider Report. Now Mike's always been on a special, so we'll, we'll see. I, I, I don't want to get into the details of that stuff right now, to be honest with you. So now on. Uh, the, 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 so anyway, that's the deal with the special. So I want to thank everybody at CBS Radio, uh, CBS Sports Radio, all, all, everybody at WFAN, Mr. Chernoff, and over at the network, Mr. Spitz. Uh, everybody here at CBS Radio Corporate for believing in Taz and the Taz Show uh, for letting us to do another special. It's going to be fun. So the thing is, it's a football game. So I know on some of the stations that might be joined the progress. Like my show might be if the game ends late, right? That's normally what they do with the shows. Yep. So the the Sunday night game will end right
2: around eleven thirty. The post game is usually about a fifteen twenty minute post game. So. It'll be joined in progress sometime, I would say, in the 11 o'clock hour. We Eastern.
1: call that in the uh, industry, in the biz, uh, give you some inside radio business, inside baseball talk. Uh, that's called JIP. JIP. Yes. G-I-P-S. Yes. Joined in progress. JIP. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's why. <laughs> you know, with a guy who knows his stuff. So anyway, so that's the thing. So I'm excited about this. So uh, I think Survivor Series is going to be an excellent show. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's going to be kick-ass. And I look to... They'll they'll give you my opinions on it. Break it down. It'll be live phone lines. The same same format and everything we did with the SummerSlam special and the Survivor Series SummerSlam special and the WrestleMania special that we did on CBS uh, Sports Radio. So it'll be the same uh, deal through and through. So look at here's the thing. Maybe
2: a Mike Johnson appearance.
1: There could be, and there could be somebody else appearing too. I, I don't know yet. I'm working on some things. Okay, please, sir, Quiet Fox. Uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, that's the deal. Is that rude to say to someone, Quiet Fox? No. Not you. <laughs> you go, no, it's not. It's not rude <laughs> no. at all. No. It's not. No. no. Maybe if I was
2: from the middle of yeah. you know nowhere. No, it's not rude. But I know how to, I know. It's not rude. No, it's not. It's not. No. No. It's not. Not. No, not where I grew up.
1: Of course. What do you mean, no? I'm telling you, it's not rude. So, anyway, <laughs> that's the deal on that. So, uh, look, so this is what happened. In no all seriousness now, no, enough joking around. So, look, at Evolve 72, uh, uh, you know, Evolve Wrestling does a great job and, and they put on, just have a great product. And Joey Styles, uh, one of my closest friends, uh, you know, um, he got caught in a situation where on the microphone said something he shouldn't have said and, and was ad-libbing and on the fly because something's changed, I think, for him while he was there in that segment. And he said, uh, he made a joke, a political joke, um, you know, spinning off of, a joke, like not a joke, but spinning off of what Donald Trump had said when he was on the bus with Billy Bush—that everybody knows about grabbing women and stuff like that. And Joey made a joke like that. I did not hear this. I did not talk to Joey either. I just want you guys to know that. I heard about this. I heard about it when it happened uh, on Twitter. People were texting me that are friends with Joe also, and that I'm friends with Joe. And I did not comment on this on Twitter, so I wanted to save it for this morning on my show. Um, First off, you know, I could tell you this. You know, when you have a live mic in your hands, and I have a live mic in my face every day, okay, but when you're in a building in an arena and there's people around you and you're also in an angle, which Joey was in an angle with uh, Hath- uh, what's this, Stokely Hathaway. I think yes, Stokely Hathaway, who a was manager. a heel manager. He's a heel manager yes. at, at Evolve. So Joey is also in in an angle with, with this cat, So he he he, this this happened while he was Joey was talking and made a joke towards a female ring announcer. The joke that I referenced about Trump, but didn't say the actual bad word, uh, and then segued using that word towards the manager, like you know because Joey's the baby face in their angle, I guess. Now what happens is okay. uh, Gabe, the owner, the guy who runs the ship at Evolve. Did not want any political jokes, any political humor, nothing like that. And I see Gabe's point, and I agree with him. Uh, we had this discussion last week on the Taz Show about I'm mad at myself that we had a little fumble to with a debate with Handsome Johnny and 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 the Viking here and Rob. And I we should have did it, I, and I'm mad at myself. It just didn't work. just doesn't flow. Um, and it's right now, you know, in the United States, especially probably in the world because of, you know, a new leader in, in the United States on the cusp of that. Uh, you know, in President-elect Trump, uh, you know it's a hypersensitive situation here with a lot of people, and it's understandably so. So I think the timing of this was bad. I think your boss and Gab, Gabe saying I don't want to no, no jokes by anybody about politics, and there's no place for it. Real, you know, if I go to an evolved wrestling show, I'm not expecting any politic humor. I'm expecting good athleticism, decent storytelling, legit workers. You know, I mean that's what I'm expecting. You know. So I, I see Gay's point on that. I do. Um, I could tell you this, that Joey, who I feel I, I, I'm very close with and I know for many, many years, uh, and had a lot of good and bad times with him, but mostly good times. Um, I could tell you this much, not even talking to Joe, he, he he didn't mean disrespect by this. I think this is something, and I don't want to defend him like that, but this is something that just came out, uh, and and I think he just made a mistake. I just think he slipped, and he was trying to be you know witty. He was trying to be a little, uh, uh, he was obviously being, you know, um, impromptu because it was an ad-lib, uh, from what I understand, and it just came out. That's how it just came out, and and it was bad, it was wrong, and, and I understand that Gabe got pissed off, and, and Gabe took to Twitter, and, and basically, um, you know, I guess he spoke to Joey first, and then Gabe uh, Sapolsky quickly and publicly announced Styles was fired and done with the company on Twitter and reporting it to the media. So, um, you know, Joey, uh Joey was in a bad spot. I mean, and, and he 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 made a mistake. He did. I mean, um knowing Joey the way I know Joey, I'm sure eventually he'll own up to that. Um or, or, or explain that. I mean it happens. It does happen. It's just I just think it's just a mistake. I mean, if I'm Gabe, I gotta be honest, even though I love Joe, I'm I'm probably I'm probably firing him also, you know. You can't do that. You know, Gabe is in a new relationship with with uh, with Flow Sports. He he's obviously in a relationship with WWE. And even if Gabe wasn't in those relationships with this company, he, I don't think he would put up that. No, no company should. And you know, Joe, I don't I don't think he had malice in his heart with this. I really don't. I just don't. Um, from what I understand, with mutual friends, I think Joe is beat up over this. Like he's upset, not that he was fired. I think Joe, he's a he's an honorable guy. He'll probably say, you know what, I messed up. I'm done. No, you, let me go. You know, let me go. <clears throat> I made a mistake. And um, especially, if, you know, if Gabe is saying, I don't want any of that humor on the show, you, you can't have it. And it's just, it's not the right time. Not that there ever is a right time to joke about that, because there isn't. But anything with politics right now, I mean, I know I noticed that Dave Chappelle was on, um, he came back, he was on Saturday Night Live on Saturday. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I heard it was great and all this. But there was a, a, a plethora of, of, you know, off-colored political jokes and humor and all that stuff again I didn't see it. I heard about it Uh, it, it, you know but Saturday Night Live has a a reputation of that of taking things that are topical especially politics they've been doing that for frickin 30-something years you know and cracking jokes about it
2: so Jim Cornette was on Twitter as well and came to Joey's defense and basically was like well if Trump says this and it's and he's the next president, then why can't Joey say it? And okay, he, and I hear
1: you, bro. I just you know, honestly, and I appreciate you saying that. I do, and and I love Jimmy Cornette. I just I don't I just don't think it's let's just I just let me just talk about this. Yeah, sure. Just, just I. It, so the thing is, like, it's a tough spot for me because I, I you know I like Joey a lot and but I I know he made a mistake. I mean and. And I think Gabe did the right thing here, and it's a shame because Joey, I think, uh, was bringing a lot to the table for Evolve as a broadcaster and as someone helping behind the scenes, and uh, you know helping Gabe here and there. But you can't blame Gabe and Evolve. You can't blame them. You can't blame them at all. I, I don't blame them. I, I don't. You know, I, I, I don't blame them at all. Um, it's a it's a messed up situation. It really is. It's a messed up situation. It is, but. You know, sometimes when you have somebody um, that is a guy like Joe who is outspoken, who doesn't pull punches, um, who prides himself on having a wit and being, uh, at times, controversial in things he's said over the years, but he usually does it in a sarcastic, funny wit. There's a lot of people... We've seen it in the business like that. I mean, you know, tons, tons of guys from from a Paul Heyman to a Jim Cornette to to tons of guys. You know, uh, it happens. Joe's one of those guys. And, and, you know, and that's okay, and that's that's why most people love a performing a performance of a Joey Styles as a commentator in his time in ECW, a WWE, and he'd make little. You know, witty jokes on the On a Taz show, as a guest of mine, Joe would always take a shot at me, have something funny or witty or, or uh, you know, just that. that's Joey. And sometimes you, you go too far, and, and Joe went too far here. I mean, and, and again, I know he didn't mean it. From what I'm gathering, I know he didn't mean it. But it was said, and, you know, it sucks, and uh, you're in a public setting, and you're at a wrestling show, and, and you know, you... you uh, you know, it's Gabe's company at the end of the day. If you don't want it said on his on his show, then then that that's it. That's that's Evolve is Gabe's baby. You know, so I I respect that. I respect that. You know, honestly, uh, I I get it. Um, so, you know, I mean, for all I know, you could get an, a, a statement or an announcement from Joey Styles today. By the time you might be listening to the on demand version of his show, maybe you're watching the VOD. And it could be a moot point of my Maybe Joey came out today on Monday, uh, November 14, 2016, and made a statement about this. <clears throat> it wouldn't shock me <clears throat> if he did that. It wouldn't shock me one bit. Um, but, you know, it is an unfortunate situation. Uh, I, I, I think Gabe did the right thing. Um, and, and speaking of doing the right thing, I would like to say, in in defense to Joe, to tell you what type of person Joe is. Uh, so there was a, an unfortunate injury in Injury on the Evolve show, okay? Evolve champion Timothy Thatcher was released from the hospital, okay? I'm sorry, he was put in the hospital because he had a concussion. He was released from the hospital earlier this morning after suffering a concussion uh, against Drew G- Gulak last night. Oh, uh, last night, I mean on Saturday night, I should say. And, um, you know, the thing is, like, from what I uh, understand, I'm pretty sure Mike Johnson might have reported this. I I was looking at different stuff yesterday. Give me a second, but... If you could look at that maybe GTS that on, on, on PW side, I think there was some report or something that Joe because I've heard it from two different people that Joe what, what's it say you see you see it on Peter Insider. yes Tell, what's it uh
2: say? that he uh he
1: went with uh, Timothy Thatcher to the hospital right Joey did and this was a, I Correct. think after the situation obviously Correct. and Joey stayed with what Thatcher uh at the hospital um and uh because he was concerned about him and, and that doesn't surprise me. And and Joey uh, is that type of guy. And, and I believe Joey was there with uh, Larry Dallas. <clears throat> uh, he that? was
2: released from the uh, emergency room yesterday morning after suffering a massive concussion in New York City. Uh, he's doing much better today. But after he returned from the ring uh, that night, it was, apparently it was very scary stuff, uh, yeah. ac- according to PW Insider.
1: Yep. No, no, I, I, I'm down with it. And, I, and I've heard a lot about it. Uh, and it doesn't shock me uh, one iota, one iota, that Joey uh, did the right thing and was with uh, Timothy uh, at the hospital, along with Larry Dallas. That doesn't shock me one bit. You know, I had an injury; uh, I split my leg open uh, you know, at an ECW show years ago. My front shin—I mean, bad. I had like sixty stitches. Mm-hmm. I still don't have feeling in my in the front of my sh- sh- uh, right shin. And partially of my calf. I lost a lot of nerve damage. I had a lot of nerve damage and lost nerve in it. Split it wide open um, it, during a match. And Joey came to the hospital. He stayed at the hospital for me a whole while, man, at the ER. And just, you know, he's, he's a good man. And it's just, it, it's 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 kind of strange. Like, that happened. He Joey made a mistake. Somebody said, said, gets fired. And then that same night, goes to the hospital. He stayed with Thatcher overnight with
2: Larry Dallas. They took thatcher to the hospital and stayed with him yeah, overnight
1: yeah, that's what i'm saying i mean so that just goes to show you now it wasn't a situation where is trying to get his job back right you know i heard gabe sapolsky was also at the hospital but then he had to go because they had a they had another show sunday yesterday and he had i don't know if it was in, in, in maryland in, in maryland in so d- they yeah had to, just outside yeah. of baltimore right so they had to drive or do whatever they had to do so so um you know it's just an unfortunate situation with joe um it really is yeah i don't know i mean um We'll see. I mean, I know Joe has some other uh, uh, dates that he's booked on. I know what with, with um, Beyond Wrestling up there in uh, Providence and whatever other appearances Joe has. And you know, Joe has a legitimate career though in in, in, in advertising. So he, he in in the sales world. So you know, uh, once he left WWE, he ended up landing a good career. So uh, from a financial standpoint, I don't think you got to worry about Joey. But you know, it's a shame. It's a shame that that this happened. It, it is. But you know. I I think Evolve did the right thing. They had to. They had to. You know, it's just uh, just the way it goes. So uh, that's the deal on that. (coughs) Excuse me. Hey, uh, Jeremy in Georgia, you're on the TAS show. Hey, how y'all doing this moment? What's up, big guy? You? I'm doing pretty good myself. uh, Well, you know, I called in Friday, and I was, you know, giving the whole goodbye speech. You know how all that goes? Yeah, to the captain, sure. Yes, sir. Uh, and I want to speak on Viking Rob there for a second, okay? Because I was putting him over Friday. <laughs> I was putting him over. You may remember
2: uh, uh, Rob. Yes, I do. Okay, I was putting you over, but but you know, you called
0: me Zach.
2: Yeah, I know because we oh. <laughs> we, we we had two people. You know, uh, Jeremy. It's actually funny you mentioned that because I know we had two people on the line from Georgia that morning. And I got the uh, not to pull back the curtain here, but we you know we have something that yeah. shows where you guys are calling from and right, right, you right, know right, and right, what right. your names are. Well, we had a Zach from Georgia and a Jeremy from Georgia, and I just right. so happened to look at the screen, and the first name I saw was Zach. So Jeremy, thanks for listening, <laughs> and thanks for calling.
1: All right, Zach. So what is it you want to talk about? <laughs> 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 Uh sorry about that what's going on buddy okay um i was uh wondering uh one me and my buddies we talked about john cena a lot and he was
0: wanting to know uh he had been telling me actually to call and ask you but he's never up around this time so it's more of a question for him but i'm also wondering as well uh what do you think about john cena turning back heel like he was you know the and all that I, I don't. Like, yeah, I think he
1: should turn heel. I think he should turn I think. I think he should have turned heel months ago, uh, to be honest with you. Um, and, and thank you for calling, Jeremy. I appreciate it. I don't think that John should do the Thuganomics thing again. No, I don't think that. But I think John, we've seen tidbits of him being a heel, like have heel overtones in his promo sometimes because he's, you know, I like kind of what he does. And we've seen him in the ring with current guys, how he's kind of like he did it with AJ, where it's like, hey, you know what? I made it through the rain. I battled through this thing, and I'm still here, no matter if they like me or not. And, and I, I'm, I'm the face that runs the place, that whole routine. And I think that was John just shooting with it and, and showing his, 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 that he's, he's not Mr. Nice Guy anymore. It's all business. He's Top Dog Jones. And I think that's what John Cena, if he was a heel, should go with that to another level. It's so easy, and Vince McMahon knows that. John Cena knows that. All the WWE creative people knows that. They could make whatever they wanted. They could make Cena a heel in two seconds. In two seconds, and he would draw. Not not just get pops. He would draw, like draw money, because people would pay to see babyfaces beat the piss out of him. I mean, I'm telling you right now, the way John talks, his promo ability, and all the years of being a babyface, and all the years of the WWE universe kind of, you know, Burying him, uh, for the most part, uh, meaning as you know, because they weren't embracing him all the time. John could have a second career in the wrestling business once, if they ever did turn him heel. I really, truly, from the bottom of my, bottom of my heart, believe that because it's it's all there. It's all set up for him. It's all set from all the years of the push of the babyface thing to to the people turning on him when they were supposed to loving him, supposed to be loving him. And people turn on him because they felt like, I guess it was like years ago at Rocky Via The Rock, where the machine was behind these guys so much and pushing them so much, and we saw with Roman Reigns also, that people start to get to a point where they start to resent these talents. And that's happened with John. And I, listen, at the end of the day, and I've been in arenas, I've called John Cena matches and entrances and all this stuff. I can tell you this much, the reaction is massive. And 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 he still gets a massive reaction. You don't care if a guy's a babyface or a heel. I, you know all that stuff with Roman Reigns. It don't matter. That's why I always just saying about Roman Reigns. Matter matter if they're booing a guy or not, uh, and he's supposed to be a babyface. He's over. She's counting me down. He's over. You know what I mean? He's over because he gets that reaction because his merch sells. He's over. You know what I mean? So meaning meaning Roman Reigns. Obviously, same thing with Cena. You know, massive, massive, massive star. So uh, they a tournament anytime the they want. It's I'm telling you right now, no problem. Uh, all right, good, cool. So that's the deal. So look, at, I'm going to go to break right now. On the side of break, I want to talk a little bit about, um, I'll give you a little raw preview. And I want to talk about the XFL. What the hell's that about? Also, Deanna Parazzo coming up later on with the Indies via Skype. We'll be right back.
3: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: All right, yeah, we're back here at the TAS show, one hour down, another hour to go, and, you know, uh, doing the thing here. We're going to have Diana Perazzo come up later on via Skype uh, in the Indies. Young lady was banged up, cut her face. Uh, I don't know exactly what happened to her. She had a bad wound, a lot of blood. But she's a trooper. She's tough as hell. She's going to be on the show here in a little while. We're going to discuss with her what happened. And uh, I'm going to give you a Raw preview here in a little bit. Also, if you guys want to call the show, you can do that. 866-475-2948. That's an 866. 475-2948. We're here on a Monday. Tomorrow, we're going to talk a little bit about Raw. going to watch Raw tonight, check it out. I'll also give you a Raw preview here in a little bit. So I'm going to talk about that also want to talk about uh basically um pff, getting hooked up big time you know sometimes you know i get have great uh, advertisers and sponsors on the show and guess what uh my car my truck i should say is badass i just want you to know that and now it's even more badass because of the rubber it rolls on and that's kumo tires baby let me tell you something about it, okay We all need help driving through the toughest road conditions with better grip control, okay, handling uh, more balance for our cars or trucks, for a more comfortable and most importantly safest ride. Well, my friends at Kumo Tires got us covered. When it comes to finding the right tire for your favorite ride and exceptional handling in all conditions, Kumo is the tire for you. Straight up, no lie. My truck, it's just a whole different feel. The handling is phenomenal. Four tires got hooked up. Hooked up, Jones. A variety of products and patterns to choose from, kids. From ultra-high performance, all-terrain, mud-terrain, on-off-road performance, in all different weather conditions. They have what you need. They have what we need. Whether you're a passenger car, a luxury car, race car. Race car, Jones. Trucks, SUVs, or crossovers. Make your life easier and safer and your ride even better. For better tracks and performance in all seasons and all weather conditions, Kumo is the tire. So go visit Kumo, K-U-M-H-O, tire.com to learn how quality tires can improve your car's performance, better traction, better grip, better control, less noise. Kumo Tire, always better. And that's no joke. It's legit. So there's the deal on that. And, uh, and and I'm telling you what, I mean, I'm not lying when I tell you that. The, the car, the truck is rolling a lot better. It just feels much better. Ain't no doubt about it. I talked a little bit, too, uh, about a little raw preview. i uh, going to give you that. Also, UFC, I didn't talk about that. I didn't see the fight. I mean, Conor McGregor won. That's the big deal. They made history. They are at Master Square Garden down the block over here. He defeated uh, Eddie Alvarez. Now McGregor holds two titles. He's the new light heavyweight UFC uh, champion now. And uh, he got a knockout victory in the second round. So Conor McGregor now 21-3. and Okay, Conor apparently uh, hit a flurry of punches on Alvarez. Alvarez hit the mat, and for the last time, boom, that was it. Conor uh, mounts with some good ground-and-pound left-handed punches, I believe they were, and it was over. Referee calls for the bell, and that was that. Kind of a weird ending. There was no tap-out in it. It was a, you know, I mean, I, I saw clips of the punches, the punch that dropped Alvarez. I don't know. I mean, you know, whatever. You know me. I'm Conspiracy Theory Jones. But, um... I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, but, hey, good for UFC. They made history. They, they they broke the bank, made tons of money. And UFC's back in New York City, in New York State, and they were at the, the, the Mecca over there at the uh, at Master Square Garden down the block, the house that Taz built. Yeah, she's damn right. That's what they say. They say that the house that Taz built that's, that's that's what people tell me One more word
0: and I'm hanging up on you
1: So in the Raw preview uh, tonight They're going to be in uh, God's country Of Buffalo Yes, the home of Taz's Bills Yes, that's where mm. the uh, That's where Raw will be tonight Which I got to tell you from experience In the great City of Buffalo Great, underrated Wrestling town They're on ECW Oh man <laughs> We used to work at the Burt Flickinger Center, if that is his real name, and we worked at this place over there in Buffalo. It was awesome. I worked there so many times for ECW, and we had a blast. The people in Buffalo love to support the business, love wrestling, and it was great crowds. They were under underratedly awesome. You already know, talked about the New York crowds, the Philly crowds, Chicago crowds, the crowds up in Boston. You know, crowds down south all the years of Florida, you know, Georgia champs wrestling Florida, mid-south, all that stuff. Fans down in Texas, the sportatorium and world-class, all that stuff. The fans out in Los Angeles, let me tell you something. Buffalo, underrated. The fans are underrated in Buffalo. Always a great time working there all the time. Seriously, no joke. I used to love working there. I think one of my last matches, I don't know if it was my last CCW match or one of them, was against Rob Van Dam there in Buffalo. I think so. It was one of my last matches for ECW, the original ECW. So uh, tonight, at the Key Bank Center in Buffalo, Goldberg and Lesnar. Yes, they will meet face-to-face six days before Survivor Series. That's a draw. That's called drawing a house, folks, and that's called getting a number. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's good stuff. That's a good That's good stuff right there. Who's the Monday night game tonight, dude? Do you know? Who's yeah, Giants-Bengal. Put your mic on, son. Giants Bengals. Giants Bengals, that's right. So, I mean, you know what? That's not a really NFC AFC matchup. I get it. I mean, really does anyone care about that game? I don't know. And what do you think? I don't think so. I think people going to watch RAW. I mean, yeah, sure, New York market Giants, sure, I get it. I I don't think it's going to be a big draw that game. I think that I think the that RAW, the go home for Survivor Series, they got a good chance of getting a good number here. Both of those teams middling teams, right? Middle of the Jones, yeah. I mean, I I I don't think I don't you know I'm obviously not a Giant fan. <laughs> a lot of people follow me, also I'm trying to get buried. I know I have some Bengal fans, too, so I'm sure that burial's coming. No, I'm just saying. Like, I just think that I just think it's a good opportunity for WWE at Raw tonight to get some legit numbers. They got Goldberg and Lesnar meeting face-to-face six days before Survivor Series. That's pretty big right there. Also, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon, they crossed that line from SmackDown and they're scheduled to appear on Raw. That's pretty badass. I want to see what happens with that. We know Shane's going to compete in the 5-on-5 Survivor Series matchup representing his SmackDown. So we know that. We learned that on SmackDown. But I'm interested to see what happens with Daniel Bryan and, and Shane at, at the Raw. Uh, Ziggler, Sami Zayn, build up for the IC title match. They need to do this. Sami Zayn needs Rapido, a big rapid build up. I, I think they should have Sami wrestle someone, beat someone, get him a victory, a strong victory, and then do something, whatever they're doing with Ziggler, promo segment, whatever that is. To build up the Intercontinental Championship title match for the Sunday at Survivor Series. Uh, they're asking the questions, can Brian, question, can Brian Kendrick keep the Cruiserweight division under the Raw banner? I like that because Kalisto, as we know, is going to challenge for the uh, Cruiserweight Championship. And if Kalisto is the victor, then the Cruiserweight Championship goes to SmackDown. Which I talked about this a lot last week. I do think that's going to happen. I think Kalisto is going to win. Uh, and I think that they want that Cruiserweight title on SmackDown. If you missed the shows last week, my shows, I talked in depth about it. I mean, there's so many of the right reasons to have that Cruiserweight title on SmackDown because it sells right into the 205 Live, which is right at the SmackDown in the same building, same venue, the whole deal. And they could shoot angles on SmackDown to segue into you watching 205 Live. It's just no-brainer Jones. It really is. It's good business. So uh, can whatever uh, can the raw teams get along with all the tension the last few weeks? So I guess we'll see something that like that. And I'm gonna tell you, I will give a different perspective on this. We've seen that the tension amongst the guys on Raw and even SmackDown, uh, because there's you got heels and baby faces on the same team representing their brand. You know, what, I, I'll tell you what, I think they should do something tonight on Raw where the raw teams. Where they answer their question, it says, "Can the Raw teams get along with all attention in the last few weeks?" I think they should show some continuity, as uh, you know, uh, as people that are all have the same common bond, and that they do go into Survivor Series and the SmackDown team tomorrow goes into this pay-per-view on Survivor Series as a cohesive unit. I think that maybe they should do that tonight on Raw, where it starts off heated with with the uh, the, the, the you know the five uh, combatants. And then, uh, then it gets, uh, you know, then they get on the same page and they all kind of uh, agree with each other, and there's that uh, continuity uh, as as a unit. So, the Raw team like Chris Jericho, uh, Kevin Owens obviously get along. Then they got to try and do that with Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman's kind of acting like the lone. They got him as the Lone Wolf Jones, and then Seth Rollins, big heat with him and you know and Jericho and Owens, all that stuff. So uh, they got to try and be cohesive uh, in character. I think this would be pretty cool. I think I think it would it should be it should be cool to start it off heated, end it kind of on the same page. I think they have a chance to do that tonight on Raw, and I'm I have a feeling that's what we'll see. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but that's kind of what I am thinking. Let's go uh, take a phone call here, David, in Puerto Rico. You're on the Taz show. How
0: are you
1: doing, Taz? How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty
0: good uh, here with my, uh, my oatmeal and oh. with my girl watching the tash show. Oh, you got your
1: oatmeal. I'm very proud of you. That's very nice. That's awesome. Uh, great. Uh, how can I help you, sir? Uh,
0: I don't know. I think it was two weeks that I, I sent out uh, from the Facebook Live about uh, what I think about the Miz, uh, that Raw doesn't have legitimate heels. What's your take that uh, on this pay-per-view that they will switch uh, the Miz to Raw?
1: You know, a lot of people are talking about that, dude. And I, I think there's a chance of that, Dave. I mean, I do. Because, you know, we've seen that uh, that the Miz wants back that IC title. He wants that title, right? You know, so they, they're they showing you that. They're bringing that. He and Dolph still have that tension amongst each other. But now we know Sami Zayn's getting a shot at the IC title. So uh, I don't know how they would interject him in that. But I could see, like I've been saying, Dave, Teasing, teasing where Miz and Maurice are—they uh, they want to leave. They they're rocking red. They're wearing red. They're doing all that kind of stuff. Just just overtones of that they want out without saying it. Don't smash us over the head with it. So then we see, like I said, and thank you, David, for calling. Some hidden footage, uh, some behind the scene footage, real behind, GTV-style gimmick. Oh, for those that remember GTV, you know where where it's like you see uh, Shane and Daniel Bryan. I talked about this last week, where they're like you know, hey, we can't lose Miz. We can't lose him and Maurice. You know, they're, 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 you know, as much as we don't like him, you know, he's so vital to the brand of SmackDown. We got, yeah, know, no, I I, you know, I hate when he wears red. I hate when he's wearing a red tie. Whatever he would say, they wouldn't say that. But, you know, something like that where it's bothering them, but they're kind of being caught, in. know, us as the audience, we're like voyeurs on this deal. And we don't know until we see this. So, but yet they're acting like too cool for school bosses to Miz and acting like, you know, they're the authority figure, and hey, you know what, Miz, you want out, you can leave. But yet it's bothering them. I think that'd be pretty cool, and I don't think it hurts Daniel Bryan and Shane as babyfaces because we've seen you know, heel overtones in them. To be quite frank, we've seen a lot of heel overtones and babyface overtones in characters on both Raw and SmackDown over the past, jeez, months, especially with Stephanie. And I-, I told you, I'm trying to change my outlook on that. I-, I was old school guy where I'm like, look, either you're good or you're bad. Stop. You know, I was that guy. There is no, I believe in gray area, but there's no, like, you know, you're either babe face or a heel, so I know what I'm selling as an announcer. I know what I'm buying as the audience. But now, over the past several weeks, I'm starting to really pay attention, like, to what they're doing, and you know what? They're, they're, they're the hood ornament, WWE, of the business. So if that's the direction they're going, then that that's where they're driving the car. we got to have to, if we're going to still watch their programming, then we got to go that way. So I'm trying to be a little bit more open-minded to the heel babyface thing. So that's why I think it's okay to have Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan where we catch them speaking upon this, talking about this. You know, where it's a guy like Miz who is vital to the brand. But we've never heard, I don't remember ever hearing Miz or, uh, Dan, no, I'm sorry, I don't remember hearing Shane or Daniel Bryan talk about this. All right, so like I was saying, I... um. I think that uh, uh, I think that we need to see tones of this from Daniel Bryan and and uh, and Shane McMahon where they're, where they're they're showing concern that they could lose a Miz because he is vital to the brand, even though he's a heel. WWE and Creative—they're clever enough to pull this off. Just think about it. Think about it. Show the audience, uh, you know, through the two guys in charge of the gimmick, you know, uh, Shane and, and Brian, that they don't want to lose this guy. It makes Miz even a bigger star, you know. I, I, but I do think it's better for them, like I said, to do it like a hidden type thing, where almost Miz don't realize it, you know, because then his ego with his character insane would be off to the forget about to a whole other level, you know what I mean? So, so uh, I just think that stuff's important, and and, uh, and I don't know. So it's hard to answer the question if Miz is going to leave and go to uh, and go to Raw. I mean, I. I, I think that'd be a big problem. I don't not, not a massive problem, but I think it'd be a little bit of a problem, you know, a little bit of a problem, because I think they need him on. They need him on SmackDown. They do. They don't need him on Raw. I don't think they need him on Raw. I think he's good right where he is. So anyway, that's the deal on that. So I talked a little bit about uh, XFL. I, I teased the kind of something before the break, saying XFL. Okay, you guys remember the XFL, mm-hmm. Vince McMahon's football league uh, back in the day. I was working for WWE at the time. And I remember how exciting of a time it was when the XFL came about and this whole thing and the hype behind it, the money and the promotion for it, all the stuff, all the awesome free swag that I got from the WWE of all the XFL teams. Yes. I remember that part. Ooh. I loved it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. My, I had my, uh, my New York, New Jersey Hitman hat. I had the uh, Las Vegas. I think they were the Outlaws. I had all this cool swag I was wearing all over the place. I was doing Tough Enough. Uh, the first tough runoff, I believe it was, it was right around that same time. And my whole wardrobe was XFL stuff. <laughs> Thank you. No, so, uh, I listen. So, here's the thing about the XFL. I'm going on a tangent about clothes. The thing about the XFL is this. Like, um, so, uh, ESPN, I think it was a 30 for 30, I think it is? Yes. They are looking to do a focus. I think it's going to come out in January or February on the XFL. And I say that is pretty badass. And it's also... Uh, very simply put I think it's going to be hot Real hot, real good uh, I, I seriously do um, Look, the XFL was just that thing That it, it lasted a year And I know, bless his heart Vince put in millions of dollars It was tons, tons and tons and tons Of money and time I could tell you, I worked there That went into this Okay, so uh, so the thing is, man, it's it's such a um, it's such a cool thing that ESPN Films announced it. Okay, that thirty for thirty, uh, this was the XFL, and it's going to kick off February second is actually when it is. that's the premiere. Okay, TV legends uh, and close friends Dick Ebersol from NBC and Vince McMahon. The features will have, so Vince will be interviewed in this. It seems like right features TV legends of close friends Dick Ebersol from NBC along with Vince McMahon. So. You know, I think I'm really. I think a lot of wrestler fans are really looking forward to this too, or just WWE fans or whatever. I'm really looking forward to this. I, I really am. I like the XFL. I'm, I'm a big football guy, as you guys know. And XFL had its own way. I mean, just, just um, uh, how how was they get possession of the ball? It wasn't a kickoff. I think there was like a scrum for the ball. Yes. Where they just fight for the ball. You just throw the ball. It's like a, like whoever gets the fumble recovery, just two guys or whatever the heck it was. I was like rugby. It was like rugby, and and guys were getting hurt. Yes. But I mean, it was so exciting, and then that just shows Vince how smart and innovative he was. Uh, but yet, it didn't. It just didn't take off. I mean, having guys on on the back of the jerseys like he hates me. That guy still people. He, instead of having his name on the back of jersey, jersey, it said he hates me, and it was about I don't know some college coach or high school coach who didn't like. that. I don't remember the guy's name. He was a running back. I don't remember his
2: yeah, name. Yeah, uh, he, he also played for the Eagles briefly.
1: Maybe you should GTS his name. Yeah, co-host Jones over here. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. Just, just get working, son. So uh, yeah. Rod Smart. That's it. That's it. Please find out where with the college. I'm curious.
2: So uh, uh, was he, he a- played for the Las Vegas Outlaws, and he went to Western Kentucky. Wow. Not it- too far from the Western Heritage. And well, West Kentucky are the
1: Hilltoppers, I believe. Uh, you- that is correct. Oh yeah. Wow. Very good. Yes. Yeah. That's off top of the head, Jones. Very good. Know my stuff. I know, low-level football, bro. So uh, so here's the thing, man. This whole XFL thing and the ESPN Films is doing with, with 30 for 30, it's going to be awesome. I'm telling you right now, I am really looking forward to this. I love all the 30 for 30s. Big fan of them, no matter what it is. I mean, I, I, I've seen a plethora of them. But now this here, this deal here, it's going to be real cool. Partially, i got to be honest with you, I'm a little surprised Vince is cool with this and that he gave the okay on this. I am. I know he's got a relationship with ESPN, and I think this is cool parts as fans that we get to see this. But I'm a little surprised, because I, I think Vince had you know much bigger dreams, and I don't I don't want to say he's embarrassed by it, but I, I doubt highly he's happy, because I know when the thing folded, he was not a nice man to be around. <laughs> he was in a bad mood. <laughs> he was not a happy camper, and rightfully so. He put so much time and money into it, you can't blame it. But I felt bad. I felt bad when the thing folded, the XFL. I remember right down the hall here, right down the block, I should say, at Times Square, uh, for, when we used to do WWF Heat live from the uh, WWF restaurant, when we had the restaurant there. And Cole, Michael Cole and I, we'd sit in the green room early in the day. We'd be watching the XFL and just eating. They would just give us food <laughs> and, and, and just, just show prepping, eating, watching the XFL. And J.R. was calling it, I think King, King called it too. I don't know if Jerry, Lula, no, was it Jesse Ventura? Maybe you can look into that. I know JR, who did a good job at it, actually. I'm, I wasn't surprised. It's all coming back to me. I don't have notes in front of me about this. I'm just, you know, shooting a bull about it, the XFL. But I don't. I know it was JR for sure. And I, I, I guess because Vince wanted to have that connectivity to the wrestling fans, and JR knows football. Uh, but I, I could have sworn Jerry Lawler was like a third man in the booth or something like that. Um, know, the the Vikings trying to find it all out on the GTS well we'll look at oh, this.
2: Oh here we go. Yes he was. It was Who's he? What? It was JR, Jerry Lawler, and the coach. Jonathan Coachman? Yes. I did not know that. That was week one on T V. Weeks two through five were Mad Viscursion, who does baseball now yes. for Fox, Jerry Lawler and, and uh, coach and then week six through ten it was Jim Ross, Dick Butkus, yeah, and coach. Uh, and that was the, that. Would those were the regional telecasts? The national telecasts were Matt Viscousian, Jesse The Body, Fred Rogan, and Mike Adamley,
1: former GM oh, of Raw. Oh, I think I know who Mike Adamly is, sir. <laughs> no,
2: I'm not saying it for you. I was saying I, it sarcastically. I, I, that I, was you know, a disaster. And I'm saying it
1: sarcastically. <laughs> that was a disaster. <laughs> what Mike Adamley being a, a GM? That was you know what the disaster was when they made him my freaking broadcast <laughs> colleague uh, calling ECW that. <laughs> Was a disaster Yes Oh yeah <laughs> Set my damn career back at least 15 years Son of a bitch It was brutal And I love Mike Adamly. But oh my god it hurt It hurt I looked at Vince one time I go why are you doing this to me And he laughed Taz you guys will be a great team I go stop it He just kept laughing Hey do you know Taz by the way Why Vince why do I gotta work with Mike Adamly? He goes he's a nice guy Taz I go he's a great guy And he goes, he's in great shape. I go, he is, Vince. He is in great shape. But guess what? He can't call wrestling. (laughs) Vince goes, you're right. He laughs. He walks away. And I'm looking at Vince like, what are you nuts? Why? (laughs) Oh, my God. That was a rip on me, that whole thing. Why did you do that to me? I forgot that deal, that Adam was involved with the XFL. Uh, Adam was an N- NBC guy, so it didn't surprise me. D- Dick Dick Evansall's NBC guy. That was the XFL's thing and all that stuff. But you know what? I mean, look, that should all, all can decide. Look, you know, sometimes I give Vince a hard time in the company for the creative of Raw, SmackDown, or whatever. But listen, man, you know, I've also put Vince Oval out of here for how smart he is and and you know, is innovative guy and success. And XFL was just a guy with all balls, man. Just taking a shot. Put a ton of money into this. And he was innovative. Some of the stuff that like we talked about that scrum. How about the camera? The first time you saw a camera that hovered over the field on a cable. Maybe our video of Brian could give you any insight to what type of camera it is. It's on a cable. Um and it, it it would shoot overhead of the huddle and stuff like that. You know, you didn't see stuff like that until the XFL, I believe. So that that was all Vince and like Kevin Dunn and these guys. So it was it was pretty badass. It was uh
2: they were not the first football league to feature the SkyCam, uh, but they they definitely uh, you know popularized it. I will say.
1: You say someone else had a SkyCam? Yes.
2: Uh, although the XFL was not the first football league to feature the SkyCam, which enables TV viewers to see behind the offensive unit, it helped to popularize its unique
1: capabilities. Mm. Okay. No one cares. So, uh, basically, you corrected me. That's what you're saying.
2: And basically, the NFL hacked the XFL. And after the XFL's failure, the use of aerial blimps, the SkyCam was adopted by the NFL's broadcasters. Know so they hacked the uh, the
1: XFL. Hence why I said the word innovative. Yeah. You don't have to read it on Google. Just listen to me. I was there, guy. Yeah. 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 That's right, yeah. You're damn right, yeah. Okay. We're going to go to break here in a minute. All right, so that was my deal in the XFL. I, I, I loved it. I was a fan. I really was. And I'm sad it's gone. I, I thought it was going to last longer than that. But they, they, they couldn't get the real guys. They couldn't get, like, not real guys, but, like, big-time top, you know, um, like, top D1 guys, like too many of them. They couldn't get enough. It was, they were either in the NFL or playing in Canada. I don't know how much money Vince was paying these guys. But I do know what it – well, no, I don't get into that. But um, <laughs> keep my – How was the attendance? T- do you remember? The attendance for the games? Yeah, the games. I don't think they were great. I don't think so. You know, I don't think it was great. I'll tell you this real quick before I go to break. Funny story about the XFL. Um, I remember when uh, they were, you know, telling us, hey, we want to support this. This is part of our family. We guys work for WWF, you know. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. And then right before, I think it was like the Friday before the first game, which was on a Sunday or Saturday, whatever the hell it was, they had an XFL blimp that crashed. Into like a house or a building or somewhere you could GTS it instead of sitting here smiling and laughing with Taz like you're his co-host, look it up, get the info, <laughs> typing Jones. Yeah, a blimp crash, the XFL blimp it crashed into something wrong. Yes, it did. What did it crash into? And I remember he see, I'm like, oh my God, is this just not setting the tone for the whole gimmick? Listen, I
2: have a photo. We'll get it up.
1: Oh, we gotta get I'll get it to, I'll get, I'll video, get it to Brian. video Brian oh, okay. of the
2: blimp. That crashed into a waterfront restaurant in Oakland, California. There you
1: go. So, yeah, and that when that happened, now I'm going to tell you something. What did we all say in a locker room? A lot oh of us, it's a work. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And, and there's a part of me that still did because it gets it got publicity for it. Two point
2: five million dollars
1: in damage. Maybe it wasn't a work, but um, <laughs> I thought maybe it wasn't work. Not trying to rain on your parade there. But <laughs> maybe it wasn't I don't <laughs> Not know a if work. Two point five million is uh, a work. I don't know. All right, look, we're gonna go to break. Other side of break, we will have uh, Diana Perazzo on with an Indie Indies. We'll be on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash The Taz Show. If you're on hold, I'll try to get to you towards the end of the show. Can't promise it. Got Diana coming up on Skype. Other side of break. Be right back.
3: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All
1: right, we're back here at show, Fourth Quarter City.
3: It's
1: Monday edition of the show. We're going to have Indie Indies coming up in a second here. Our special guests. to handle Indies this week would be Diana Perazzo, who as I stated earlier, unfortunately, we banged up a little bit on the weekend. I want to let Diana tell her story, and we'll have her on via Skype. And uh, and uh, and that's the deal on that. Also, we had um, uh, the conversation quickly. Do you have that photo of the blimp? We're talking about the XFL crashing the gimmick. If we have that ready, unless we could do it after we speak with Diana, I don't know if it's ready or not. Oh, there it is. So that was from years ago when the blimp for XFL crashed, and I was like, I was working for WWF at the time. I'm like, oh my God. Now, what does this mean? But I I don't know if it was a publicity stump, but it was over $2 million in damages. So I don't know if Vince would do that kind of publicity, but you never know. But I remember when that happened, right? That was right before, like a couple days before the first game or like the day before. And it got all this publicity all over the place. So people that didn't know about the XFL, even though WWE, uh, WWF, you know, Vince and and, and NBC was publicizing it and pushing it. But oh man. It was, uh, when that blip crashed, it was big. All right, are we ready for In the Indies? Are you ready? In a three, in a two, in a one.
0: The Taz Show presents In the Indies. Welcome to the Marshall High School. Welcome team. to the Main Street Armor. These guys who wrestle are for really talented. A weekly report of what's hot on the independent pro wrestling scene. Oh, Matt's going to do some dominant indie wrestling at its best. Man is an absolute beast. With some of the indie's best talent in territories today.
1: All right, all right. So uh oh man, oh man. Welcome, Diana. What happened to you? I see your face. This <laughs> is horrible. Let's let, let's see Diana here. Oh my god. I saw uh, pictures of your eye, the blood, the yeah. this. Like what is going? Tell the story. What happened?
3: Um it was actually really silly. Um and like so I was wrestling Sumi Sakai at Jersey All Pro Wrestling. It was their 20th anniversary and we did a spot where she like low bridged me to the outside and uh, she climbed up to the top and went for a cross body onto me on the floor. And the way she landed, her chin just got me right there. Um, And I thought I was like, it hurt initially, but I thought I was okay. So I was like, all right, I'm fine. Like, but then I touched my face, and there was just blood everywhere, so...
1: Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, so now where exactly will... Uh, you're probably, unfortunately, going to have a little bit of a scar, unless you could. I'm sure you'll have some sort of... Usually with this, as a plastic surgeon involved, right? I mean, so what... You want to get into a little bit of details of the medical end of it?
3: Yeah, so Jersey All-Pro was great. Um, we finished the match, and um, as soon as I walked through the back, there was an EMT, like, with gauze on my face, and... Um, Everyone just escorted me right to where I had to go, and the ambulance was there in like two minutes. So, um, when I got to the hospital, I did ask for a plastic surgeon, but they called and he said that it's just a straight line. The cut
1: is it, so, wait, oh, uh, is it right? Is it right under you? Like, is a straight line under your, like, like above your, like, uh, cheekbone? Like, where is it?
3: Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to like, tell. He, he okay, you zoom city.
1: Oh, easy now. Wait. All right, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see it. Okay, yeah. Okay, um, well, wow. it's All just right. like a straight line. So, yeah. the
3: plastic surgeon said, like, um, they could do it it's a routine thing for them at the hospital so i have a plastic surgeon's information if i don't like how it's healing but he said i should heal fine
1: well that's great because you know when you see photos of the blood now i've you know i've been there i know what it's like and it's like when you see all that blood it's like oh my god and it's a girl a young female girl like oh man this girl's gonna have this massive scar on her face and now diana's gotta wear a hood when she works what is going on (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah that was my first concern and i actually the first thing i asked was like please don't stitch it but it was too big for yeah. them to just glue it together so i just kind of had to suck it up and we'll see what happens but at uh, some battle wounds i haven't had anything like this before so i'm kind of pa- proud of it
1: uh, and you know what as you know it's part of the game and 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 you know uh i, I saw uh, damien tweeted right after the next day or whatever it was saying that you wanted to go train right away the next day or whatever and yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's what wrestlers do, and and people don't realize it. You know, you, you, you get back on the horse right away, and uh, I'm sure you'll probably be in the gym today lifting.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was my first question to them. Was like, I could train tomorrow, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Luckily, we didn't do anything in ring. We actually went over to um, Wrestle Factory with Chikara and Mike Quackenbush, and he held like um, a seminar for some of the students at Damien School. So, I didn't have to get in the ring, but I have CrossFit tonight, so I'll be there.
1: Oh, that's cool. Oh, you do the CrossFit gimmick, huh? That's yeah. interesting. You know, when I was wrestling in my prime, there was no CrossFit thing. Uh, but then I, I heard a lot about it and saw a lot about. It. My son plays lacrosse, so you know, and mm-hmm. he's a high school athlete. He doesn't do it, but he was looking into it uh, a couple of years ago. And I'm like, well, wow, if I was still wrestling, this might be something that might be pretty cool. Do you feel like it helps you with your cardio as as a wrestler? At CrossFit.
3: Yeah, it's. Oh, they say it's high intensity. as as, do it as fast as you can so once you learn the movements and they think that you could do it without hurting yourself because that's a lot of the misconception about it is it attacks your joints and there's no recovery time but um, I do it Monday Wednesday Saturday so I get some time in between Um, and I think that just the constant motion and it's constant moving and you're lifting things constantly it's uh, it's very similar to what we do in wrestling and I don't think there's a workout much like the, what we do in the ring, so I think this is the closest that I've come.
1: I think you're right about that. It's a good breakdown because the, from what, the little bit I know about CrossFit, it's it's kind of like a um, a combustible short burst, and then you get a rest. Short burst, and you get a rest, right? And that's what a wrestling match is, if you think about it.
3: Yeah, and a lot of it is like you'll do like four rounds for time, so you want to do it as fast as you it's can. It's like a
1: seven-rep 7, seven rep gimmick, isn't it? Like something with seven reps?
3: Some of them. Everything's different. There's no heard, one workout yeah. that's going to be the same as another workout. Everything yeah. is different. So I've been doing it since July, and I've never done the same thing twice. And I think that's what's so good, because in a wrestling match, a lot of it isn't the same things. It's different motions, and it's different movements, and you're you're picking things up, and you're putting a person down, and you're moving this way and that way, and CrossFit constantly is changing, and it's varied. So.
1: Yeah, that that's that. I get it. So what? So how was the house at Jersey All Pro? I mean, I'm, it was an anniversary show. It was I'm sure it was a big house.
3: Yeah, it was packed, and they had um, a huge card. They had uh, low-key, obviously. Um, Homicide was there. They had uh, the Hit Squad, and a lot, a lot of people that helped build Jersey All Pro. So um, there was a lot of fans there. It was really packed.
1: That's awesome. So what? Um, so now you're not missing any ring time because there's injury, right? I'm sure you're booked again next weekend. What do you have coming up? Usually I would know what you have coming up, but I have a new producer, and, uh, well, he took a shortcut on uh, prep. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> it's a whole other story. Um, no. Yeah. So what do you got coming up?
3: Um, this Saturday I'm at Northeast Wrestling in North Plainfield, New Jersey, and then I have WrestlePro on Sunday. Um, the following weekend um, I'm actually at WrestleCade, so – Um, we're there with Ring of Honor doing like an eight-man tag and then Queens of Combat is on Sunday Um, I'm going to Puerto Rico in the middle of December and then I leave for Japan in January
1: Wow, so you're, oh, I didn't, oh, the Japan, how long are you going to be in Japan?
3: Um, for three months
1: Oh, wow, so hold, wait a minute (laughs) Hold on a second, wait, you can't do that You have a commitment here (laughs)
3: <laughs> they what? have and in, in everything there. I could still do this.
1: That's just true. But with the time difference, it's like they're 15 hours ahead of us. Yeah. So, yeah, actually, well, it would be, I don't know what time it would be there. I'm not good with math. Uh, there's a good chance you know better than me. But whatever time it is, maybe you could do it like at a sushi bar or something, somewhere cool, not just a hotel. You know what I
3: mean? Yeah, I'll have to. Find, I think so. I think it's actually like 13 hours ahead or something like that. So it might be like. What time is it now? It might be like not, almost 10 o'clock at night there, I think
1: it is. Go to Rapungi. you never been in Japan? No. Yeah, Rapungi's is like, uh, pitch a Times Square. You've been to Times Square right here in Manhattan, right? I'm sure? Yeah. Okay, well, pitch a Times Square like on steroids and growth hormone. That's Rapungi. <laughs> like, it's craziness. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's nuts. And uh, it's just just be careful. Bring weapons and everything. It's dangerous there. No, but it's <laughs> Rapungi's like the nightlife insanity. Like it's crazy clubs and it's fun. A lot of the talent goes, and you got to go to Ribera, right? You got to get your yes. jacket. Yes, that's,
3: I just want the jacket. Yeah, that's it.
1: That's the steak. Really, isn't that good? To be honest, it's it's a steakhouse, and it's just a. Right. It looks like spam. You know, spam, not the internet spam, like the meat spam that comes out of a can. And it's like fatty and stuff, and it's really not oh. good, like old broccoli would it. But the jackets are worth the trip. They really are. Right,
3: that's exactly what Rip said. He's like, you're not going to like yeah. the food, No. But you
1: so. just want the jacket. <laughs> and tell, tell bear I put him over. Look at that. I put over his food, kind of, really, not, not much. But um, I kind of buried <laughs> him, actually, to be honest with you. So, look, so you'll be able, while you're in Japan for three months, that's a long trip. The longest I've been... On a tour in Japan was like three weeks. Three months. Dude, that's crazy. Who are you working for? I started. Wow. That's awesome. That is awesome. Listen, your everything about your work is going to change for the positive. Um, mm-hmm. e- everything's y- Your whole style, you're going to come back a completely. You're an awesome worker now. You'll be better. You'll be better. You'll be tightened up. Everything, like any little flaw, will be better. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now. It's, it's, that's, that's good for you. That's great. That's huge.
3: Yeah, I'm re- I'm really excited and that was the whole whole reason I wanted to go was because I think um it pushes you as a as a wrestler and a lot of my friends that have gone have gotten so much better and have had great experiences. So, um I think more as a person than a, than a wrestler, it will give me life experience too and that's so great.
1: It really will. And then you could come on in the indies here and you could do your report in Japanese. That would be awesome if you did that. <laughs> it's Like, you know, lobby like in March. Uh,
3: I'll do my best.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You will be an expert in Japanese, okay? That's just going to (laughs) happen. Well, listen, look, you heal up, okay? I'm sorry you got injured, but you know what? It builds character in wrestlers. It happens. as part of the game, as you know. And uh, unfortunately, and hopefully it's not a lot, you're going to get banged up more because this is not ballet, as you know. And especially the way you females are working as the past, you know, five, six years, the physicality is at a whole other level. So, you know, it used to be that the girls worked a little bit different. Not anymore. So, uh... You know, I I respect that a lot. And I I respect that uh, you're back on the horse, ready to keep working. And you know what? Like I said, it builds character. It's all good. Thank you so much. All right, Deanna. Look, I appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next time around here in the Indies, all right? All right. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll see you. Thank you. There you go, Deanna Perrazzo. Yes. She's going to kick ass the rest of her the year. Going into 2017, going to the land of the rising sun, going to Japan, doing her thing. I respect that. That's pretty badass, right there. That's really, really, really cool. It really is. That's awesome. Tell you what, man, to go three months—that's a long time. That's a, that's a, that's a run there. I mean, that's for an American wrestler to go to Japan. That—that's a long. I, maybe things changed over there. I know when I was working, you know, we would go like two, three weeks at a clip, and then come back, but. You got you got me going to Japan for three months. You gotta pay me a lot of money. Yes. I'll tell you that right now. So you better pony up on the G, on the yen. <laughs> you got me going to Japan for three months. You better pay up, sucker. I'll tell you that right now. Oof. Back in the day, ah, man, I'll tell you that's that's really cool. I didn't know that. I'm happy to hear that for her. And you know what? Her injury, you know, it sucks that that happened to her. But it happens. I mean, it's physical. You know, it's a, obviously it's a physical business, and you guys know that. Fans know that. And even with the girls, man, like I was I said to her at the end of that chat that her and I just had, you know, like you know, back years ago, man, it wasn't like that. You know, females were in there; they were working different. You know, I, I just saw someone recently posted something about bra panty matches. How it's so much different. And I talked about that several times, and, and someone posted something about uh, it. Was like Trish Stratus versus Lita, you know, and like these are two girls that could work really legitimate athletes, you know, Hall of Fame girl, you know, the whole deal. But it was the it was a different time in the business and, and the females looked at it differently. Girls like Deanna Peraza, girls like Vader Scott, you know, this is like things are changing, you know, the whole business, the whole roster for, for TNA or, or Ring of Honor or Women of Honor or WWE or you know, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, all the girls from, from Charlotte, Sasha Bank, Becky Lynch, Bailey, all these girls, you know, just it's a whole nother world now for female wrestling, and I think it's awesome. I'm so looking at the Facebook Live right here, facebook.com slash the Tash Show. Jeremy Parenti says Hardway Jones. Well said. Mm. That's what that means, the injury, when you get sliced open, accidental. That's a hard way. Jeremy knows the inside baseball terms of wrestling. Jeremy uh, is probably never been in a locker room in his life, but he has the Internet, so he knows all the inside terms. Jeremy's a regular guy to Facebook Live here. So uh, Ryan Jones says something. Ryan Jones, come on, Ryan, if that is your <laughs> real name. Uh, Fabulous Moolah would be proud. You are right, Ryan. Fabulous Moolah would be very proud of the way that – how female wrestling is at this whole other level now. Uh, she would be extremely, extremely proud. I completely agree with that. Uh, I complete, you know, completely agree with that. Um, so, you know, I mean, it, it, it's real good. I think um, – I, I, I remember, like, during ECW, uh, like, Francine, I think it was Francine, she took a total elimination from the Eliminators. For those that remember ECW and that, that double-team move that, you know, uh, Cronus and Saturn did was insane. Uh, low sweep, high kick. I mean, and I remember, man, that Francine would take bumps sometimes, you know, in the company that were like, and not not just Francine, other girls in the company that would like total physicality and, and – they didn't want to be looked at as just eye candy and they weren't in there working like crazy long matches it was a different time like i said but i remember the the amount of respect the locker room we all had for francine after she took that pump it was insane insane and uh jimmy duff said low kick high kick jones Uh, Yes. yes correct so that's what happened yeah so uh Seems like I'm changing everyone's vernacular. they were all running around with the Jones, the gimmick, the Furnham, the Burnham, the Jobber, everybody. I mean, I was at... I was. Turn at your th- mic on, sir. If you want to talk, please turn your mic on. Dude, have you really been in radio as on. long as you've been? No, I couldn't hear you. Now I hear you. Okay. You hit something, right? No, I actually uh, Turned just your spoke finger. into it, yeah. Bro, but see... Right, we have to have a post-show meeting. Uh, Brian and uh, Handsome Johnny, get, call everybody in. Later on, after the show here, we're going to full... Uh, t- Listen, Robbie, Full the conference room A. When we go to conference room A. Oh. A, not B? No, A, the big room. A, the big I need one. Everybody. I need everybody in. Everybody's following in. This is big. The big one. Big, 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 big problems. Yeah, big, big one <laughs> Look, uh, Adonis uh, Rains said, low, f- low voice Jones. Uh, he's speaking of you. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, big guy, little voice. Uh, yeah, because I told him before, for those that are new, watch the hand on Facebook Live. Watch the hand. I'm not saying talk to the hand. Quiet Fox. That's what I told Robbie earlier. Mm. Right, bro? I've heated your I advice. I said, quiet fox. So that means mm. quiet mouth, ears open. Mm. It's not a, a too sweet thing. It's not a, you know, a Bullet Club or, or NWO or, or Taz Groups. No, it's quiet fox Jones. Yes. Teddy Anglin said click. No, it's not click. We changed it now. We changed it here. You're talking and I couldn't hear you. It sounds like you're in a... That's what I hear. I hear that. Into the mic. If you have something to say, sir. You say you've been in radio. You've done all these shows. Big CBS Sports Radio superstar that you are. Talk into the mic. Okay, we're ready to go here. I will beat a dead horse. My my wife says that I'm a dog with a bone. When I get something that ticks me off, I bite it and I won't let go. Pitbull Jones, lock city jaw. That's my thing. I lock the jaws. I don't let go. Please. Please. What do you want to say? You have something No, to say? I was just going to
2: say uh, we didn't mention the kickoff kid yesterday at the game I was at was what? named uh, Jones.
1: Oh, you want to talk about stuff for you to put yourself <laughs> No, I'm just over. saying that oh. was entertaining. Oh. I know. I, I, I tweeted it. You also took a, uh, a thing uh, oh, after boy. Nebraska didn't cover. Yeah. In our bet with the University of Minnesota, you also took a shot at me uh, by being a sore winner, and that's <laughs> frowned upon here. It was show. not a sore winner. There's well, you go at least just a, a random tweet at right? the Clear Blue Sky that said, "At least I." Don't pay for. What'd you say? At least I won the donut war. Yeah, I mean, like a random, just a that's that's your way of saying I won, you lost the bet, Taz. That's that. Yes, it is. No, it's a silver lining on an otherwise dark cloud of a football team that I root for. No, it's your alumni, and that in itself. And they stink. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Then you shouldn't have bet me. Oh, they covered. Stop. They covered the donut war. They did, and you had to brag
2: about it. They got more holes in their defense than donut holes in the Munchkin box.
1: Bobby Peterson says Rob doesn't know that Taz will always win.
2: Correct. Oh, I mean, that's, that's a given. It's like when I go to the track. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what I wish you would do with the track? What's that? Don't take this the wrong way. I wish that you would jump the guardrail. Right. And as they're approaching the finish line
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the jockeys pushing – and it's like three horses, neck, neck, and neck. Eh, 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 eh. Win, play, show. Win, play, show. Win, play, show. Here comes you, the Viking Robbie. You run right at those three thoroughbreds and get trampled. That's just that, to me, would be money. I would make that my Twitter header. i put that as my logo. It wouldn't say the Taz Show. what. No it would be you getting trampled by three thoroughbred horses at Aqueduct.
2: Uh, Attention, ladies and gentlemen, we have a steward's inquiry. Please hold all (laughs) tickets until the result has been declared official.
1: Exactly. That's what I wish would happen. Oh, Teddy Anglin, he's a big fan of yours. He said, go go home, Jones. They love you. They do. Oh, yeah, buddy. They've just seen the beginnings of it. You thinking it'll last the three weeks? (sighs) He just gives me a I shit. He gave, if you're listening to the on-demand not watching, he gave me a Clint Eastwood stare and did a nod like, you're damn right I'm going to last, and I'm going to shoot you with my six-shooter. <laughs> That's the look he kind of gave me. <laughs> that, that was the look he gave me. It really was. It really was. What am I dealing with here? Why? Why, Why am I dealing with, with the, the, the aggravation that I'm dealing with? Why? Why? I don't know. Why can't... You know what? Let me be a gentleman. I, I, I don't want to be mean. That doesn't... I, I do that sometimes. I can, I've had issues where I get on top of and get angry at the uh, producers sometimes.
2: It's okay. I've, uh, at, at Tom and I, we, uh, we've had quite a few conversations. About was that the, the captain? Show. Yeah, the captain. Oh, God rest
1: his soul. Yeah. I remember him. Captain. That is his real name. He's off at the Today Show. Didn't you see him this morning? Magic. That'd be funny. A lot of people thought it would have been funny if he was here tonight. I thought it would be hilarious. Uh, but he's probably still sleeping. Because remember, that was his big thing, sleep. Yes. So, so he's getting to sleep now. This is great. There's no chance the hell in hell that he's listening to the show or watching the show live. No shot. No shot. No, and he's hes not going to listen or watch the on-demand. He probably blocked me on Twitter, actually, to be honest with you. He pulled a Chris Jericho on me. <laughs> and there's a good chance that that's exactly what happened. I'm telling you right now. Day, night, cold, hot. So that's that's the problem. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, that's the deal with that. So look, so tomorrow, uh, we're going to end the show a little early tomorrow. Video Brian has uh, some business to attend to that's very important for the test show, as do I. So we will wrap tomorrow's show thirty minutes early. yes, I know, I know, ladies and gentlemen I know i know you you instead of getting a your full free lunch, you're getting three quarters of your lunch, so you know, I apologize for all you lowlander freeholders out there, free loaders right not holders free Freeloaders. free loaders free loaders yeah. yes, you know sorry, but you're getting uh you're getting a uh three-quarter show jones so that the, the, the show will wrap at eight thirty eastern tomorrow that's an am by the way uh that's an am uh so yeah that's that's what's gonna happen because uh, there's a lot of stuff going on um so rob i know you're probably upset over that but it's okay uh you'll be back here on wednesday uh, okay you'll be, you'll be here tomorrow too hey god willing but you think you'll make it through the rain here huh yeah like barry
2: manilow i made it through the rain yeah
1: you obviously don't pay attention to the show. I did a whole singing thing with Barry on the show with that song. Yes. Oh, did you? I need that. Is that a gold record? Uh, well, if you paid attention, paid, you should have listened to every show that I've done. I should have. Because you knew you were getting ready to do the Absolutely. show. But you obviously don't do much prep work. And that's going to be your dismise, but wow, dismayed, dismise. But the thing is, I did the Made It Through the Rain whole big singing thing. Those fans out there realize that. I'm sure they'll tweet you later
2: at Robbie, what's your Twitter Rosenhouse, Rosenhaus. Yeah. Yes,
1: you could tweet Robbie. Yeah, let, let Robbie know what, what Taz has done here. Maybe some of you real hardcore fans could send them the audio clip or the video of me singing. I would love to see it, boy. I made it through the rain. I did a whole big thing. Wow. Oh, it's huge. And you're sitting here acting like, you know, because you are come to the party late Jones. That's That's the problem. It's too bad. I gotta end the show because I'm getting ready to amp it up to attack you, <laughs> and I actually like you, and I'm getting ready to just floggle you right now with attacks. This happens.
2: Hey, do you know Taz, by the way? I'm telling
1: you, it gets crazy sometimes. Jordan Starrs said it best: Savage Jones. <laughs> exactly. I Don't know what he means, but it's funny. <laughs> I gotta put him over. All right, look. So that's the deal. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Tomorrow we'll be back at it again here on the Taz Show, doing it, uh, doing it, you know, doing it right. Let's we'll check out Monday Night Raw go. tonight. Go home Jones for uh Survivor Series for Raw. And don't forget I got the big special coming up after Survivor Series. I talked about it earlier. Three hour special at CBS Sports Radio and all these terrestrial stations. Eleven PM Eastern for three hours next Sunday, right after Survivor Series. All right, so that's that. For everybody here uh, on the Taz Show, we'll be at you tomorrow. I'm Taz. You're not. Goodbye. I was
0: raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen. Man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same, cuz We've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I want to go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids, all all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page. But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at. Cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. So going for another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up. Carolina here to stay. I'm i'm rapping, I won't let. Back since I was shooting hoops, new issues, you know what I've been going through, and it's for the team, know I go for my dreams, I've been on...